welcome to the Mind Your Business Show, hosted by Valerie Jackson, the founder of Fierce Focus Strategies. Welcome to the Mind Your Business Show. I'm Valerie, your host, and today we have family. I'm excited because this gentleman is going to have something powerful, valuable, and impactful for your life and your business as we always have discussions in that realm. I'm excited to share them with you. So let me tell you a little bit about who is coming up. Gerald DeBose, also known as the shy guy with a big mouth is a gifted visionary on a mission to change the consciousness of the world. He has built and advised several multi-million dollar businesses over the last two decades. He is the author of the book, The Formula for Success, Four Steps to Succeed at Anything in Life. Gerald has authored two other books in addition to being an impassioned keynote speaker and activist. He is a father, business cultivator, sales trainer, poet, and truth seeker. Welcome, my good friend, Gerald. Well, with all of that, I feel very important. That's the VIP red carpet virtual treatment if I've ever had it. Well, it's great to be here. Nice to see you, sis. Can't wait. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know what? You have earned every bit of that because as as I'm going to share with our guests, we have some incredible conversations, Gerald, and in every one of them, you have shown yourself to be this description and so much more. So uh, I'm excited about having you here on the Mind Your Business Show. I, I can't wait to help people mind their business. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's let's just jump, dive right in like we do. Yes. And, and uh, let's talk just a little bit about the heart of, of your business, how it got started, why it got started, and, and, and what resonated with you? What, what was happening with you that made you say, this has to be done? Okay, I, I would uh, preface that with, I think we're talking about New Wealth Order because there are... Yes. Okay, all right, that one. Okay. <laughs> we have more than one yeah. business. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to... See which which story I'm going for. Yes. Well, with New Wealth Order, that came about because Steve Jobs passed away. I can remember that like it was yesterday. I was on my first vacation since I had started my first company in 2002. And I was riding through the Pocono Mountains, and I heard them say over the radio, Apple founder Steve Jobs passes away. And... I literally had to pull my car over. Now, I never met this man ever once in my life, but I've made it my business to study people I think that are brilliant because I feel like if you want to be a quote unquote a thought leader or a person that puts new perspectives in the world, you have to understand the perspectives that are out there that are shaping the world. And he was an unofficial mentor for me. 
So I, I'm literally almost moved to tears, and I'm sitting there thinking, this man literally affected every part of our life when it comes to media. You know, uh, a lot of people at that time didn't know, realize he was part of Pixar. So he shaped how we watch our movies. He shaped how we get our information on, on and our, get our music and get our information on phones. And I said, man, he did so much. I was like, if you died today, Gerald, who would pull their car over for you? And I said, I got to do more. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, at that point, I already had a few businesses. And I know that the people in my circles and the people near those and the family, of course. But what did I do with everything God gave me? And I said, okay, so if you got to do more, what can you do? I said, well, you know business. Heck, you got enough of them. You got, <laughs> you got, you got six of them going right now. So. Um, I think you can help people with business, but I knew I didn't want to be a consultant because I didn't want to be, I, I feel I'm irrevocably unhirable and I don't want to be tasked to do your work for you. So I said, okay, so why don't I do coaching? And it came to me right in a flash. I said, new wealth order. And I said, I really want to help people shape how they contribute to the world in a way that's beneficial and give them a new perspective on the way wealth is viewed, you know? So uh, to me, wealth is all about freedom. Wealth is about the ability to live the life that you want and not necessarily about just the monetary thing that everyone else thinks about. So hence new wealth order was born and that's what put me on this path to be able to touch the lives of people and um, help them be the best versions of themselves and build the businesses. Not only that we want, in the world, but the businesses that we need to be a better world. Well, and once again, you have left me just in awe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald, that's such a profound and, and, and powerful story. That's, that's your conveyance of, of why you started New Wealth Order and, and people are going to resonate with that on so many levels, one level, all of it. But this is what a lot about what New Wealth Order does, correct? You're teaching organizations and people how to tell their story so that people understand who they are and why they do what they do. Am I summing that up right? Uh, you are absolutely summing it up right, as you usually do. Uh, you know, it, it is all about what we do is we help people in three phases, I like to say. Um, <clears throat> you know, we look at the main factions of what runs a business or what makes a business not only successful but sustainable, and that's culture, marketing, and sales, right? So when you look at those three things, what affects those three areas the most? Number one obviously is your story. Your story is what helps build your culture. Your story is what attracts your clients. Your story is what inspires you to get up every day and, and still keep going even when it doesn't look like you're anywhere close to where you thought you'd be. So we first have to shape that. What are the values? What is the reason behind why your company exists? What is the world that you're trying to create by doing this business? 
And then we help people with presentation. Obviously, okay, so great. You have a great story, but now can you present it in a way that will intrigue people, that will entice people to want to say, you know what, I want to go on that journey too. I don't even know where you're going, but hey, can I go? Um, and then we come into the sales part. The sales part is the final and most important part is the very lifeline of every business. I know people get into the foo-foo of the, you know, hey, you know, well, it's all about values. Listen, that's true. The values have to permeate throughout the organization. Otherwise, it is not sustainable. However, your lifeline is sales. If you don't make sales, you don't have a business because you have to generate revenue at some point. So that's why we cover those three areas in our trainings. And that's what we try to focus on so that people can, again, build those companies that affect the world and make this world a better place. So as you describe these companies, it sounds to me like you're describing a person, like a solopreneur or a small business. And yet what I know about you is that New Wealth Order works with some of the largest organizations in the world. So how does that correlate to a company being seen as having a core, a heart, a purpose just like a person does well that that is so vital because no matter what business you're in you're in the people business and people are what sustains your business people are what drives your business and people are what your business is really there for to help people so if you don't ever get to the natural point of okay this is the heartbeat of the company these are the values that we stand for. And here is why. This is why it's important to us. And when you start to use messaging in that manner, when you start to shape that narrative to present not only to your external customers that you are, prob that, that you are hoping to be able to help with whatever product or service you offer, but you use that to your internal people the people that are part of the mission, the people that are part of bringing that vision to life, then people can say, yes, I want some of that, or no, I don't. And that's why it's all about shaping it in a perspective that it is personal for people. People that love Harley Davidson, there are thousands of motorcycles you can buy. Yes. But when they buy Harley, they buy Harley. They don't want to hear about your gold wings. They don't want to hear about anything else. It's because of the feeling that they get from, that, from getting on that bike. And that's about the brand that they've built and the messaging that they've built around that. So same thing can be done for any small business, for any business that ever existed. How are you connecting that mission, that purpose to the people so that when they grab hold of it, they say, you know what? I don't want anything else. Apple heads are the same way. I always tease my friends that love Apple. I call them Apple heads. Apple heads, they don't care what your PC does, what your Android does. They want Apple. So how do you build that brand allegiance? By the story being so poignant and pointed that people can say, hey, that's the type of brand I want to be around. That's the type I want to spend my money with. So now you're bringing up another point here. 
because you're, you've used a couple different words. I'd really like to kind of delve in and see what's the difference. Is there a difference? Do they all meld together? And that's story, brand, and then culture. Is it all the same? How do they relate? No, they 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 all they all relate. They're all in the same family. Okay. They are distinct, different characters. Now, the story is the messaging. The story is what gets you up. Why why you're launching this product? What this product does, or what this service does? How it's different, right? Your brand is how you want people to view you. When you see those golden arches, you have a feeling. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, yes. you know what McDonald's, you have a feeling about that thing. And that's what branding does. Hence yeah. why they call it branding. It's, they, they got it from when they used to brand calves and stuff like that so people wouldn't know who the owner is. They would press it into someone's skin. But instead, they're using it to press it into your mind. Like, hey, this is what this represents. That's why when kids drive by McDonald's, no matter how much we adults say, no, 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 you don't want that. Yes, I do. Oh, my gosh. Because they've seen it a million times, and it, it's the messaging. That, yes. So that's what branding is. It's about your feeling about a company. And that's all shaped through narrative and marketing and all those other things. Mm -hmm. And then you said culture. Culture is about the people, the environment that you're creating for the people that help you carry your vision forward in that company. So these are the people that work with you, that work for you. That is your culture. That is what, that, that is what culture is. How are those people feeling? What, what environment do they feel like they walk into? So those are the distinct differences. So, okay, you made that very clear now, especially the branding part. I've never looked at it that way. And that's what branding was all about. This represents ownership. It puts this in your mind. Like I said, like, like I promised, profound, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I can see where brand, culture, story, all of this is important to any size business from a solopreneur to the large corporations. And I don't know about the larger corporations, but I know as the smaller ones, here's one of the places where we get stuck. We spend time on our story and conveying what that is. And we have a brand and we're sharing that with the masses. And we've developed the culture within our organization, no matter how small it is. And then it doesn't resonate with someone. What? does that mean in your from your perspective if it doesn't resonate with someone one that is that is not your client or two if it is the client that you intended and it's not resonating with them then your messaging is coming from an inappropriate place and i was and i'm saying that to say that you're thinking of it from your own perspective versus what their perspective is if you are attempting to influence someone, you have to think and feel how they would feel, not how you feel about it. And that's where the messaging, that's where the story comes from. And 
I want to say this for people that aren't in larger organizations. Your brand is not what you say it is. It's what the market says it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's repeat that because we don't get that. As, particularly as small business owners, we don't seem to get that. Yes, your brand is not what you say it is. Your brand is what the market says it is. So you may think that you have this brand carved out where you are, let's say, a, a florist company that is trying to present yourself as you sell only the most unique exotic flowers that are really there to help uplift people. But the market sees you as a brand that is overpriced or and ambiguous they're not sure what you're trying to do mm. hence why your numbers are not where you expect them to be because your messaging is not conveying what you hoped it would because again you're writing from your perspective from what you feel okay great and that's why when we're working with people with their stories great yes we want to know what you feel but let's look at who your client is that you're trying to talk to what what are what problems are they having and how do those values that you have align with that to help them solve that issue and that's where you shape a story that lands versus just a story that you put together okay this is a hallelujah moment i gotta tell you okay <laughs> this is a part that we often miss one of the exercises i like to have people do that i work with is have them go to their best clients and customers and ask them this one question. When you refer me, what do you say? And they learn so much about what you just said, how they're viewed, not how they think they're viewed. And it can make all the difference in the world. And then to your point again, and thank you for bringing this up, it's either you're not conveying your message as you thought you were, which you know you and I have done a lot of conversation and other uh, workshops around that part. Yes, absolutely. Or you're talking to someone who doesn't really need your message, thereby your service. And that's the other place where we get stuck. Everyone does not want an Apple. Some of us want PCs. I'm an Android person. And me too, loyal through and through. Me too. I tell people I do not I. And that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my preference for the reasons that I have that preference. And yet, if you're an Apple person, I can tell you everything great about Android, convey it well, you'll hear the message, but it still doesn't have the same value because you're not aligned with that brand, with that story, with that culture, that's not what you're looking for. Exactly, that, that, that is so perfectly said as, as you do very often. Uh, you know, I, I, I remember you I, and, um, and one of our brothers having a conversation about this. This thing right here is really no different and functions no Nothing extra special different about this or an Apple. You know, uh, the iPhone people, oh, they're so easy to use. No, it's not. When you give an Android person that, we look at it and say, 
what the heck is all this? Oh, well, it's simple. All you got to do is this, 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 and this. But I'm like, listen, all of them come equipped with browsers. All of them come equipped with an app store. So for you to say that it's easier to do it on an iPhone than it is on, on an Android is as ludicrous as me telling you the exact same thing in reverse. It's not about ease of operation. It's about what you're comfortable with and which you prefer. It's a preference thing. And so, like you said, unfortunately, when most people go with marketing strategies or are trying to implement their campaigns because they've heard these words and don't really fully understand them and they're rolling these things out and they're like, oh man, it's not working. You know, I got to do more. No, it's not that you got to do more. It's are you reaching the people that you originally wanted to reach? And if it's not resonating with them, then it's the campaign or the ad and not the fact that you aren't reaching enough people. Right, right. And, and I think as we found out on a number of occasions, and it's true in business, sometimes we need to narrow our focus, right? Just make yes. sure that it's getting, bring that bandwidth in so that we have a stronger signal and the right people can hear it rather than spreading a message across a wider, a, a wider market because they're not going to get the value, it's diluted. Exactly. You, you dilute your own value by doing that. Yes. And if you think everyone is your customer, then you have no customer. Thank you again. Another hallelujah moment, too. In just one podcast, maybe more to come. I don't know. But that's the other thing, Gerald. So I can see now where understanding what your story is can help you focus on the right people and not be so focused on who's not hearing you. And in times like this right now, I mean, we're, we're in some very turbulent times. And for the people that will be looking at this for years to come, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. Yes, we are. We've had, we've had a whole lot of stuff go on. And then on top of it, we as people of color have been attacked in ways consistently, but now it's become even more visible yes. in ways that are just inhuman and inhumane, both. And that can knock us off kilter, right? That can cause us to lose track of where we're supposed to go. So how does understanding who you are and story help you get back on track when you've experienced so much turbulence? Well, that's a great question. It starts with when you understand who you are, then you always move in alignment. And I'll break that down some because when you look at what you physically do or how you behave, it is always within alignment of who you feel you really are. And this is where that whole word imposter syndrome came from and all these other things, because when you, you can tell me, and, and we've experienced it, especially on social media, so I'm not going to say names, but we've experienced it where 
you hear this person say, oh, I'm a millionaire and I can help you make $1 million in two weeks. But the minute you put them in live fire where they have to answer questions from people, not pre-recorded stuff, not the stuff that they've cleaned up and stuck on a YouTube channel, not the ad you see that's perfected because they spent thousands of dollars to get a copywriter to write. When there's no copywriter there, when there is no publicist there to say, don't say this, don't say that, and you are in live fire with these people and they are doing a live webinar, which very few of them will because they know they don't want the live fire who you really are shows up mm. because you can't fake it then because you don't know what these people are going to ask you. You don't know how they're going to feel. You don't know how they're going to behave. And if you're touting yourself as a certain thing, as an emotional intelligence coach, new coaching, right? All this stuff, right? So, but somebody gets on there and they have a vastly different viewpoint than you and you default to anger because again your thought process and your body will only behave in alignment with who you feel you really are so when you know your story going back to your your question now just bringing that back around so when you understand who you are and you know what stories have shaped you and you know what values matter to you. When you stand up and you are feeling off track, you will always snap back into alignment because you must, because you can only fake it or pretend for so long. Gerald, <laughs> once again. <laughs> Look, I'm like, you might as well just drop the mic. <laughs> I hit this little end button, and we can, as, as those of us who came up in church, and we can just sing an A and B selection to take some offering and get up out of here, okay? Because you have brought the fire. Uh, yeah, yes, and yes. So, this is not going to surprise you. We're out of time. No surprise. I know. It's like, wait a minute. We were just getting going. So one thing, promise me, this is not your only visit to the Mind Your Business show. It, it absolutely will not be my only visit. Uh, I, I will gladly come back so that we can have a, another conversation. So this has been wonderful as I knew it would be. And yeah. I thank you for um, inviting me onto your wonderful platform. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, it just wouldn't be the same without you being here and being here early on. So for anybody who's trying to reach you, Gerald, what's the best way to reach you? Okay. If anybody would like to find me in the space we like to call cyber, they can look me up at the New Wealth Order, T-H-E, New Wealth, not New World, NewWealthOrder.com, TheNewWealthOrder.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn at Gerald, G-E-R-A-L-D, Dubose, D-U-B-O-S-E, no I, I am he, D-U-B-O-S-E, and they can find me in the space we like to call cyber. Thank you, Gerald, and I'll make sure that there are links to that in uh, any comments once we've got this posted. 
This has been an incredible discussion. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me, to be with our audience, and to share your story in an effort to help people learn why it's so important to share theirs. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it, and look forward to hearing all about all the great things that this podcast does for all of the listeners. So thank you so much for walking in your divine direction, Lady Valerie. Thank you, Gerald. As once, you know, you got me choked up again. <laughs> you always do that. Thank you. Um, we're going to close out here because now he's got me all choked up and now I can't even think anymore because walking in divine order is so important. And this is why we're doing what we're doing. And because if it's about your business, it's always personal. We'll see you next time. <laughs>